Sentire Media Well, hello there. Thank you so much. You downloaded the podcast from Italy, the biannual, it seems, <laughs> podcast from Italy. I'm Jason. That's Ashley laughing yeah. over there. Today is the 13th of December, a cold, uh, two degrees, one degree, a little wintry mix coming out with a little More air snow. coming out. Of, yeah, a little mix of snow and rain, air coming out of the northeast and a typical end of autumn wintry morning perfect day for a podcast perfect day for a podcast we run a little agriturismo in the candeliano valley called tavola marche and we do an infrequent podcast that we've been doing for quite a while however in the recent years it's kind of dwindled to not really as much as much i know every idiot has a podcast now i know we get bored with our own stories but you guys your messages bring us back, so we thought let's fire up the mics. It's been since June 6th we've set our own record on <laughs> the longevity between podcasts, the inconsistency. So we're back. Who knows when we'll do another one, but we thought let's let's give you a little update on what's been going on. All right. Take us back. Where are we? All right. Well, back to the summer. Weather of the summer. It was hot dry hot and dry summer it was the garden did eh, okay it didn't do great it didn't do horrible um the berry zone we talked about building that the blackberries did really well at first they were a hybrid that didn't have um prickles didn't have uh, thorns thorns and they didn't do well for their second round the raspberries on the other hand now that took <laughs> we were eating raspberry i was picking raspberries just a couple of weeks ago I so. know. they did incredibly well we got two full runs on them so uh raspberries we may replace the blackberries that died i don't know if they'll come back with more raspberries and the blueberries were we'll see we'll see the sleeper success of the year of the weirdest crop that did so well tobacco we were given i don't know 20 25 plants of umbrian white tobacco the why light. tobacco jason because when we drive through Chita, into umbria over the hills to chita di castello the tobacco fields are it's a gorgeous plant it's just pretty <laughs> the flowers are white with this flyer with the like flames of uh purple pink, and pink, pink going through the leaves are giant pale yellow leaves it's a tall tall plant it's over Two and a half meters tall, like seven, seven eight feet uh, yeah. tall. Um, just a gorgeous plant. I don't know. I they're they're just rotting in the garden right now. I mean, it, <laughs> everyone we didn't kept do saying, anyway. "What are you going to do with them?" And it was like, I don't know. It's for the bullets, <laughs> for the beauty. They just looked cool, and they they took. They did really really well. I don't I don't know. Big wide leaves, and everyone commented on how beautiful it looked. Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess the climate and the 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 tobacco liked the year. But who would have thought? I wish that was true for the peppers. Or the... <laughs> Something we were going to actually use and consume. Yeah. I know. It was just kind of cool, something different. Um, speaking of different, we were talking before about planting saffron. Yeah, we, we pushed it to this year. Well, I forgot. I kept thinking I ordered three to 500 bulbs, but I really ordered 1,000, which meant the amount of space we needed was a bit more. And when we really looked at when they were uh, supposed we to arrive, we, we didn't, didn't prepare plan. the soil we properly. Pl- yeah. So we postponed it for this next 2023. Saffron, 1,000 bulbs coming coming at you coming at you hot <laughs> that'll be for october yeah 
Uh, harvest in yep. October, they'll arrive midsummer. Um, I still I have a fenced in animal area with a b- little pig shed built and no animals. It's called still. the hog hut. Let's get it straight. Uh, the talk of the all the hunters in the valley is, what are you doing? <laughs> Trouble hunts and stuff, and all the old guys and the trouble hunters would be they all had been past our house so many times, and they'd be like, What's going on with the fence? <laughs> why, why did you build a fence and have nothing in it? What's going on? And so, what's the plan? Well, the truth is that the uh, if you listen to the last podcast, I'll, I'll give you the quick synopsis. Um, the that whole area was just finished late it, it, it didn't get it was supposed to be done in february march it didn't start until april it's called the animal zone uh the animal zone and it wasn't done until may and then once may came it was time to plant the garden and people are coming and have guests and the uh summer just so flies not the right by. time to introduce <laughs> brand new animals nope and then once the autumn came the pigs that i wanted to get um, from the pig farm, they didn't have the piglets ready. They weren't ready, which is always hilarious. We were told one time picking up chickens um, from the hardware store. That's where you get your chickens for the most part. And um, that it was a rainy day. It was too rainy of a day. And the chickens are already stressed enough. Why don't we come back tomorrow when it's not supposed to be raining and bring the chickens home then? So <laughs> to find out that the, it wasn't the right time for the pigs was not a surprise because if it's just raining, it's not always the right time for <laughs> well, chickens. Well, whatever. I don't, I don't know the exact reason why the pigs weren't ready, but um, I think that we'll have piglets end of February-ish. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. It, I don't want to throw them in now. It's the It's the... You know, worst time of year. Worst time of year to have them. End of February, it starts, you know, spring is on the way. It's still cold, but it's not dead, dead winter. No, but Jason does search every single day Facebook Marketplace for donkeys. I look for donkeys every day. I have nothing <laughs> to put them in, but I look for donkeys every day. That's it. Milk cow. I don't want much. Don't want much in my life. I want a milk cow, two donkeys, and a couple of pigs. Well, we didn't get any of those animals, but we did... End up with a surprise animal named Leroy. We, oh. <laughs> we, we've been wanting to get a dog for a long time. Every winter we research it again and again, and we've always wanted a big dog. We thought about a St. Bernard for a long time, but they just everyone told us they would suffer in the heat. Kind of the same thing as a Bernese Mountain Dog was another one we were really interested in. We settled on a Mastiff. I knew I wanted a Mastiff. Uh-huh. I want a giant. I've always wanted it. A- then we thought short hair. Yeah, so short hair. So we got it to the Mastiffs. I've we always... need something big that wasn't – we don't have a proper just – like, well, now we have the animal zone. But we didn't want just to have a big fence around the house. We need a big, lazy dog that will just kind we, of chill. Yes, we did not need a herd – can't have a herding dog. Can't have any of the hunting dogs that they love mm-hmm. around here. They're all nuts. They want to hunt. They want to run. They want to chase things. I can't have that. I need someone – a big dog that's chill and just wants love and just kind of – sits there mm-hmm. and we found him his name's leroy he is a saint or saint bernard he's a great dane he's blue blue great dane he's uh gonna be six months here in a couple days he's a handful and how much do you think he's weighing in that i don't know we haven't gotten him on a scale in quite a while he's a big boy he's gotta be over 60 pounds easily yeah closer to 80 
probably. Mm-hmm. At six, almost six months. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's mm-hmm. stupid. He's like having an idiot baby. I love him to death, but god damn, he's a pain in the ass. He's great with the guests. We got him in um, mid-September and had a kind of a slow start with the guests to introduce him. And Because Great Danes can also be weirdly silly of um, scared of weird things, too. And we just thought, well, the guest is a big part of our life out here, too. He loves people. Yep. And fine with the chickens. Gaji was definitely against this from the beginning. How stupid. He liked the idea of a dog, but of course they thought we should get a hunting dog for no reason. And what do you do with a big dumb dog like this? And just classic Gaji naysaying until he met Leroy. And then he's like, he's the most beautiful dog. He's so smart. Look at him. Oh my God. He loves the rubs. And <laughs> he's a good boy. He's just hysterical because of how big and goofy he still is. And his, he grows every day. So he, his, he still doesn't really run properly. You know, he's got that puppy run still, even though you forget he's this giant dog, but you forget he's just a baby. Well, one of the most frequent questions was, how did the cats take it? Eight cats. We were really nervous about this. Um, the cats, the cats, for the most part, were fine. Um, he, when he arrived, he was real. He was three months old, mm-hmm. so he was a baby, 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 and but scared of still big for a baby. Still big for a baby, <laughs> but scared of everything. Mama Micha, the mama cat, she commands Leroy. She's we call her the babysitter. Absolutely, she has total control with just a look. It's amazing. Um, and <laughs> they play itchy and scratchy. I call it itchy and scratchy every morning. He sticks his big fat head in her, in, in her zone and she smacks Slaps his face. Yep. Smacks him in the face. They both love it. Yeah. Um, he's going to lose an eye. But. Absolutely. But they're happy. So, <laughs> so everything's going well. That's Leroy. And, um, I kid, he is a pain in the butt, but I love him to death. Um, so what else was going on this summer? We took, we had a little break in the guests at the end of summer and I scheduled us three nights to go drive across the country and go to the Mediterranean side to the coast and get some different seafood, get a little different, just slice of Italy. We had never been over there before. Yeah, I can't exactly. It was, remember where I should have looked it up beforehand. It was in a little, um, not a port. What is that called? Uh, Marina. And it was lovely, except it was a comedy of errors because, oh God, it got so hot. And we went to go out to dinner one night and we thought we were going to throw up. There was no air in this tiny we, restaurant. We went to this really nice, like not fancy, but just really nice. It was on a cliff. You know how it is here. They build the re- little restaurant into the cliff. It was run by a family. It was a t- not a really big place. Um, however, I don't understand, but there was no air that night. And every, you know how Italian rest, they pack you into these restaurants. Little 20 tables, but packed in there. Packed. And it was zero air. It was like almost as if it had been sucked out of the room. We had to take turns going outside. I thought, I, I stopped even just drinking wine. I was just like this. I am not feeling good. We had to ask to take our meal to go when it was done. It was the just, second course. Yeah. yeah. The second course. We, we ordered a whole beautiful <laughs> grilled fish beautiful absolutely gorgeous i was like i will throw up all we over didn't them. eat neither one of us really touched the pasta and then we're like we gotta go we oh, gotta go my god it was crazy so that was like our romantic dinner out that didn't go so well we could decide the next morning well let's go to the beach do go to do the like the beach club thing for the day that'll be fun um Five minutes within getting there, we go into the sea. Jason goes, oh, my God, I think I stepped on something. Yeah, it's called a sea urchin that went, I don't even know how many, like 60 spines in your foot or something crazy. It was 
terrible. It, <laughs> it, it, it just I mean, it was it was more of a pain than it, it didn't really hurt that bad, but you couldn't walk, and I had to spend the next the rest of the trip literally uh, soaking my foot in. Uh, uh, vinegar, vinegar, hot water, and trying to pick out these spines. But the 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 um, beach club was super swanky, like really nice. It was tiny. There wasn't it wasn't one of those enormous ones with eight hundred chairs. Uh, this had like ten chairs. Uh-huh. It was really private in this little cove. They were very we have like a really nice fish lunch there. Yeah, really personable. They sit us down. I put down my towel on the little chair. I. Take off my shirt and go right in the water and immediately step on a thing. And and it's my fault. I mean, but a little heads up. Like, they <laughs> obviously was... know that there's that there's sea urchin right there. So... And the water's super shallow for at least 50 meters out. I said to the what, to the lifeguard right after it happened, I was like, do you have anything? Oh, my husband stepped on a sea urchin. And she was like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. No, we don't have anything. And so if like, it happens all the, the time... All right, low battery. That's the deal. Low battery. Sorry about that. Um, okay, we might have to start wrapping some of it. <laughs> I got, <laughs> no, I got no. batteries. Okay. Um, so, so it totally. I mean, it wasn't. I, just a little heads up for. Uh, it was also hilarious. The Italians' reaction. Half the Italians were like, "Go to the emergency room immediately." The other half were like, "Let it pass through your body, and it'll come out the top of your foot someday, or something weird." <laughs> it was like, what? There was more than one person who said I should go to the emergency room. This is true. And I'm not Jason going to the emergency room. just chose to dig them out. I dug them out with a needle and hot water and Epsom salts. Oh, my God. Well, you were a total sport because I had arranged for us to do this, like, what I thought would be really cool fishing it dinner. Wa- okay, it was. Okay. This was no fault of this guy. No, no, no. So, first of all, we're at this marina, like I said, for three nights or whatever. And Jason's got... You know, we're walking around or just from our room and Jason's daydreaming about owning a boat and which one he would have and where we would sail and all of these crazy things. And he's a seaman and all of We would stuff. walk around from <laughs> the port. The Well, I guess marina yeah. part is where the fancy nice boats, uh-huh. da- like uh, private boats are. And then there was a port side, which mm-hmm. is fishing boats. And then so there we'd was... So we'd walk past that on the way and into town. And ma- um, they had like uh, two or three fa- um, boat fabrication mm-hmm. for sailboats. So we'd walk the whole port all, every day almost. And I would talk about which one I would want, don't want that one. Um, I, I, I'm a sailor. You know, I'm I'm a sailor. I'm a man does of the, the sea. Does the mask come with it? Or yeah. Separate? How does the rigging come with it? How does a boat work? What's... <laughs> a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of, of questions. declarations and dreams. So anyway, that was just kind of a fun, um, like, vacation talk. And so we had to go onto the boat, and it's like, oh, great. Our boating dreams are coming true tonight, and we're going to go. And the guy used to be a chef and decided he didn't want to work in a restaurant anymore and just wanted to have a boat catch the fish and make these meals for people off the side of the boat, whatever. And so we went out and it was gorgeous afternoon. We spend a couple hours, an hour or two hours. We pulling in the, um, he threw the nets earlier in the day for, to threw out his nets. And then we went out and started pulling them up and it took, I don't know. It was kilometers of net, so it took a good couple of hours to mm-hmm. pull up the nets. And we caught, um, we caught a couple. <laughs> we didn't catch much. We caught a couple of um, octopus. We caught a uh-huh. couple of small fish. Um, it's really a 
kind of thing. Yeah, um, some different like stuff, like um, stuff you find, like sea sponge and and cucumber, cu- sea cucumbers, and all these. But it was just nice. How like it was just nice being out there. And Jason could ask a million questions, and the guy it, was like, jump, jump on in, like help out. It was great. Um, and that was all all perfect. And he's like, all right, we got the nets in. The sun's you know down. We're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go to sail cove. little cove. Twenty minutes maybe sure. from where we were. Drop we- anchor, and I'm gonna start cooking stuff up. And as he even let Jason steer whatever the boat, as he was like making ceviche and stuff, and it was like this is a freaking dream day. Like this is gorgeous. It's so much fun. So we get into this little cove, which is just literally maybe a couple of kilometers Sunset. up the up the uh, coast from where the port is, where he picked us up. We're not far at at all. Um, sun is just going down. He's throwing the anchors. He's getting the barbecue ready. And within, I don't know, 20 minutes? He gives us the ceviche and, yeah. and a little story about the fish and the bread and all of this stuff. And we, we always wondered. There's these, like, weird – you'll see this, like, cracker bread um, at some of the grocery stores that look like dried-out bagels cut in half, like cut open. And we never knew what the hell it was. He <laughs> said it's some – whatever bread and you rehydrate it with the seawater so he like dunks it in the sea really quick it like rehydrates i don't know it could have been the whole situation i wasn't really digging it but all of a sudden i'm like i think i'm gonna throw up i don't know if i can do this it's just the rocking was so perfect one side the other it wasn't one rough. side the other there was it no was air smooth no yeah all of a it sudden, wasn't no a, i wouldn't call it rough seas it, it was wasn't. quite it was the opposite just... it was a perfect left to right <laughs> oh my god i look up jason is white and sweaty <laughs> he goes, he's just like shaking his head no and i thought i've never seen him do this and you know also we feel so bad like the guy's like cooking it up and he's like cooking up all the fish and all this stuff he has no idea i'm really trying hard to keep it together i'm just kind of like i take my grilled octopus and i toss it off the side of the boat when no one's looking so it looked like i ate it jason didn't even care he was just like i can't do it i can't do it and we asked the guy i'm like i i'm so sorry i'm horribly sick i'm (laughs) like i can't He's like, well, you know, maybe just sit down. It's like, I am sitting. He's like, well, then, you know, stand up, concentrate on a thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I apologize. This is great. We've got to pull up the anchors and go immediately. <laughs> so, they, so it's like, okay, no problem. When we get back to the port, I'll do the pasta, the fish of the pasta at the port. And we were like, uh-huh, great. And the whole time I'm like going through my wallet, getting the cash, getting a tip in there ready to go because this is not this guy's fault at all. We get to the port and he like, parks in and he's like all right let me just get the water fired up for the pasta we were like no 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 no, no. we throw him the money basically we're just like, he's like are, are you sure everything was okay <laughs> we're like, like we're like no 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 it's not your fault i'm whole i i i i can't do i i have to go and then he was like when it gets when it gets settled in you gotta ride it out like there's no way to stop yeah i go is there a way to stop it is there a trick he goes nope you just have (laughs) to happen sometimes um we get i don't know 100 yards 200 200 meters i lose i just lose (laughs) into the sea oh my god so it was like we had a really romantic getaway (laughs) the sea urchin that was the last night right that was the last night yeah through but no we had good memories good times good laughs i guess <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a shit trip but it did have a lot of good stories to it 
So that's, those are our vacations <laughs> when we get when we get a chance to get away. But it was fun nonetheless. Um, let's see. So here. oh, so bringing it back all the way around. Um, the next morning before we left, we did not. We did do a walk around the port, but I did not talk about which <laughs> no. boat I would like to have. His yachting dreams were over. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> that was cheap. It was, <laughs> it was to, cheap. It was a good way to find out. That was the cheapest way to find out. <laughs> what do you, what's so the- that was the end of summer. Going into fall, it was still warm and dry, which led to a not great truffle season. No. It was 4,000 euros a kilo. I think it probably ended a little more, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have, miraculously... Um, on the truffle hunts that I went on with the guests, we were successful one way or another, which was incredible. Um, the truffle hunters would be like, can you please come back tomorrow? It was hilarious. You're out with these two guys who are in their early forties, mid forties, whatever. One is the truffle hunter who is also a farmer and, um, then like goes and does motorcycle trips throughout Europe and whatnot. The other is the commerciante, the middleman, and he just comes out kind of for the fun of it. And it's a good show for him to be out there with the guests and stuff too. And he's a character and um, kind of a bit more flashy or whatever, but we're out there and we started finding white truffles and they kept going, <laughs> these two good Italians, first of all, between chain smoking would say, oh my God, what an emotional day. The emotions are so high. <laughs> Can you feel the emotions? And I, cause I'm translating this stuff to the guests throughout the morning. And it's just so funny because it's not what you're expecting. Like, oh my God, this is great. Or what a cool morning or whatever, but not, ooh, que emozione. What emotions on a morning like this. And, and then they'd be like, you guys are good luck. Can you come back tomorrow? But it was fun, but it was not a great year overall. So much so that the, um, Comerciante would drive with when we'd go out travel hunting with his scale and cash in the car ready to go in case he came across anyone because there weren't much to go around. So he wanted to um, meet them. He wasn't waiting for no, them to come to him. No, he wasn't waiting for them to get all the way into town. Yeah. I'm going to meet you on the back road and if I run into someone we can we can pony up right here. Settle up right here. <laughs> um, but it was a great year for the festivals. Were great. Um, well attended. The weather was so warm so there was tons of people out for them but sadly just not much of the truffles to go around no um same with the mushrooms were kind of a late start hunting has not gone really uh the boar hunting has been uh, the weekends they've been around they got four right behind our house yesterday leroy was not interested no the boar hunters are so hilarious they're like because they take they use out here teeny jack russell's and they push the boar through the and woods. beagles or beagles maybe yeah. that's what it is or a mix whatever yeah. tiny dogs though yeah and so they see Leroy and they're like Cabello, what a big beautiful dog come here and they're like come and show him let's show him we got some boar they just pull drug drug through the field fresh kill Leroy has zero interest he's more interested in the the guys wondering if anyone has any sausages versatile in their pocket because he, whenever he would first meet people along our road, it was the truffle hunter uh, and their dogs and they would keep treats and like, um, yeah, hot, dogs. hot dogs in their pocket. And so he'd keep getting treats all the time. So he could care less about the. All right. Second. That's annoying. That was the second time we well battery cut us off. I don't even know where we were talking about hunting and stuff, but whatever. Um, mm. Yeah, hunting's kind of over. 
Um, it didn't really go well in the Valley this year. I don't know. That's the word on the street. Didn't go hunt. Didn't go with Gaji. He's uh, and the weather's now crappy and cold. So. Oh, but right before I forgot to even post a photo, so it's like it didn't even happen. Um, but right before boar season started, we were invited to a lunch by the hunters, and it was so cool. They had um, Frankino, the guy who was born in the house at a local hero of sorts, renaissance all-around town kind of guy, um, uh, was doing the polenta. They had boar in umido, so like stewed boar. Mm-hmm. It was just a blast. It was all the guys. They, Even if I didn't know who they were, they all knew who we were because they all hunt right around here. And they're like, oh, we've passed your house all, you know, so many times. Or we know about the tomatoes or this or that. They they're all the were ones, asking they're about the ones the, who gave us the shit the about. Empty fence. Yeah, they gave us the most shit <laughs> about why that. is it so high? Why is the fence so high? <laughs> um, and so it was just, it was great. Um, to kind of do that community thing and have the opportunity. Normally we're so busy at times that we miss these and it just so happened to have a Sunday lunch free and sadly Jason wasn't feeling well, but I went to represent and I had a blast. I think they all had I know, fun. I missed out. I was mm-hmm. not, I was, could not leave the house. But you still made a dessert. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't show up empty handed. That's ridiculous. We've... And it would be crazy for me to make it, so. <laughs> no one wants you to make it. <laughs> Um, let's see what's going on. Talk uh, going on around town, around here lately. Oh, every the talk of everyone is the energy. We uh, we're in a little energy crisis here. Not a little one, a big one. Um, most people's um, uh, cost for electricity in the home has tripled. I know ours has. It's ridiculous. Um, Up at the Hunter's Hideaway, where I've taken many guests on our Friday. Um, eating our way through a patio and we go up to aqua partita and have lunch they live upstairs and there's a decent sized family-run restaurant on the main floor on the ground level their energy bill had climbed up to about two thousand bucks a month um now they have a huge kitchen they have serious refrigeration um if if you were lucky enough when you were with us to go and do like the behind the scenes tour where they cure their own meat, you'll, you'd remember these coolers, these walk-ins are massive and highly regulated of humidity, temperature, all of it. Anyway, so it was about 2000 bucks a month. Well, as soon as now the energy crisis is hitting, their first bills in the summer, because their contract changed in the summer, were 10000 by August, it was twelve thousand euro a month. So this is going to be the death of. They were like, "Well, just shutting off some a fridge." You know, we shut off a fridge. We doesn't, uh, doesn't do don't have the lights on in the back room when we're not using it. What does that save us? Two hundred bucks? I have no idea. I know it does not. Cut so it. not to uh, not to get political, but um, we're fucked. <laughs> we're totally screwed. There's no, and there's and no. And it's not just us. They're like. Lots of hotels over this winter. Thank God we didn't have a cold fall because we were, for the first time, not allowed to even turn on the heat. No, they sent a thing that you can't. I think it was to tell the like because the tourists are going to bitch. So they made enacted these rules that said you couldn't turn on in a hotel or agriturismo the heat until a certain day. Mm -hmm. It was all like mid November. but so much so that all the bars and cafes in all the towns they close in the e- they're they're closed in the evening because so it's not small grocery stores are have limited hours now too. You walk into um play- now if you walk into a giant like commercial center no, but if you walk into the local grocery store only half the lights are on all the time. 
um, we're screwed. It's just it's and the government, instead of figuring out a solution to our problem, has said, here's 300 euros. I don't want your 300 euros. <laughs> You're just going to print a bunch of money and make it more make inflation go higher again. Stop giving people free money. Fix the problem. So, okay, enough. That's it's the holiday season. <laughs> Um, so that is what's going on really around the water cooler. But otherwise then it's the talk of the winter projects of doing things like the sausages and salami. So Gaji was all pumped up to get that set on the calendar. Yep. 20th of December. I pick up all the meat. I got a new, um, meat grinder this year. My old one done 15 years finished. Um, so we'll do a little bit of that. Not the typical 150 kilo, but more of reasonable 50 kilo. Um, so that's, that'll be up to, uh, and then this year is maintenance in the rooms. I'm ready. Stucco, stucco and paint. And we're going to, now that we have a giant puppy in the down, in the ground floor, we're probably going to have to paint, repaint the ground floor. I'm sure that's coming we up. We do that every spring. Uh, not a whole full on repaint. We'll touch, but this is going to be full on. Pardon me. Well, we'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's also tis the season for all of the Christmas markets and festivals of that sort going on. And we started to write a little list because it was like, we've gone to a lot of these Italian Christmas markets. Mostly because this is the time of year when our season's done and we would travel. So we would always find ourselves somewhere in the month. Late November, November early December. Early December. And so one we had gone to that was memorable just because it was Sicily was the Palermo. They do the night markets. And this was one with all of the, we're starting for all the Christmas stuff and the lights were up and it was, we were there end of November and it was just kind of cool because also we were there poured that entire trip. It was so funny. We would be talking to people (laughs) and, and they'd be like, Oh, you're here visiting. Oh, too bad. This is only the fourth day of rain we've gotten this year. It's like, Yep, they'd say it only rains eight days a year here, and we were there for like the all of them. It was just like, oh my god! So it was just this dreary mess. But if I remember thinking, at least there was like the little Christmas markets getting set up. Um, a really cool one that there is out here in our area. Of course, like every town has different versions of this, but it gets really quiet around us for the most part. They'll do much more heavy with the um, maybe a little Christmas tree lighting and concert with the kids and then the nativity scene. But there's not a lot of the big markets unless you're on the coast and stuff. But there's a really pretty one in a tiny town called Candela. And it is they light the whole town by candles. And that was a really memorable one. Jason couldn't I, remember. I don't remember that no. at all. Who's like, what are you talking about? Show me photos. I don't believe it. It's just to the north of us. All the, they shut out all the street lights and everything and everything. With the conviction you tell this story, obviously we went. It was beautiful. (laughs) That was a really good one. Of course there's Bologna, but that's just kind of like the same mix that you see and Pesaro or something on the coast here, kind of the standard issue. Um, we did Verona, Verona. Verona was really pretty and that was driving on our way up north and of course, Bolzano, that's like one of the biggest ones right at the base of as you get into the Alps, if you will, or not base of it, but that starts the kind of. So we usually take the eastern kind of trip through uh, when we go north. We don't usually go to the west. So we don't know about the ones on the that border of Switzerland and no Cortinas to the east. 
um, I'm talking about the West, like um, above Milan, like going up oh, into Switzerland oh, oh, and oh, up France. to France and Switzerland. We don't we don't really know that area so no, well. No, I, I tend to like some of the Bavarian influence and all of that too. If we're going up for the Christmas stuff, so you can't go wrong with Bolzano, Vipitano, um, Bressanone. Bressanone. These are all little towns that are right on the highway as you head north into Austrike. Austria. Um, But as Jason said, so Bolzano is great because um, it's this kind of kickoff one. Beautiful, great food. It's just what you're looking for. It's a bigger one. It's a bigger one. one. Um, Brasinone is the next town to the north, which was sweet. I remember they had um, in their main little piazza, which was much smaller than Bolzano, um, the like Comune, the big city hall building, um, had all the windows were different for the different advent calendars. So different days they would open up and it was just beautiful. And then as you go f- even further north, Vipitano was really sweet. And we were there for their like Christmas tree lighting. We were there when they were like setting it up that afternoon. That was the evening. Yes. Yeah. It was going to be the big festival. And that you just feel like you're in the heart of it. Of like, Yeah, it's a tiny town. It's... Well, and they do the thing where it's got the... Um, there's so many Christmas trees everywhere, which is incredible because out here there's barely any. And every restaurant, window, every f- stoop, everywhere, there's not stoop, but entrance, whatever, there's trees everywhere. But also they would make the snowmen and the reindeer out of the logs of wood, which I just loved. Um, it's just quaint. It's not over the top, but probably the best one is the one above Bolzano. So if you get out, uh, if you get so it's really interesting when you're in Bolzano, you're not really at high elevation at all. I think I think you're only at a couple of hundred meters. Mm-hmm. It's the, really weird. The mountains, you're in this valley as you go north, um, Bolzano, Bresanone, Viteno. When you look to your left and your right, there's huge peaks, peaks. of mountains. I mean, you know, thousands of meters up into the up into the air. But there, you're really low. It's it's just kind of weird. Now, if you get up into the little towns, like they call it Oberbolzano, Uberbolzano. So it's... Oberbolzen or Sopra Bolzano, because a lot of the towns will be both in Italian and in German. And um, so, yeah, above Bolzano is the name of the town. And it's you take a little vernacular up to the top. And it is. It wasn't. That wasn't a little vernacular. That was a a legit. You're right. You're right. Gondola. You're right. Um, But it transports you to like another world. Back in time. It is teeny tiny. There is a little. A train that connects the little towns, um, little hockey team, very little, like one little grocery store, a couple little restaurants, but you have to like walk to them. There's not even a road that gets you exactly to the ha- the restaurant. But the best part about those markets is there might only be 10 stalls, but all the stalls are from people who actually make stuff. Whereas the big markets down, down it's a lot of chintzy like a lot of junk you just start seeing the same stuff everywhere and you know it's you know mass produced probably from china etc these are a glass blower now of course they're all gonna have also like great shearling and some of these farms that but you just start seeing the same stuff or the christmas ornaments look all the same but yeah up here that you have kids making wreaths you have glass blower like glass glass blowers mm -hmm. blowing um christmas ornaments you have people Make, just you can tell this is someone who does you know lots of w- stuff in wood. You 
get on the little train and do the little train ride and go, um, I don't even know how many kilometers. It wasn't 10 kilometers. It yes, wasn't far. But it's through the snow and these little teeny tiny barely villages. And it is so charming and romantic. That is where it is the, my favorite spot. Yeah, absolutely. And there's these little pockets of villages above the, above the main you know, main cities as you go up. And that's where the cool stuff really is. Mm-hmm. But you got to get up there. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. I love a good Christmas market. Yep. Yep. We've been to a lot. There. Ashley's into eating sausages and beer in the morning, too. She, that, she likes that part. Maybe that's why I like the Bavarian side. Yeah. Or the kind As of you, German German influence. influence. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not to eat the white sausage and a beer in the morning is totally uh, acceptable. Yeah. That's like a real it's a breakfast. It is. <laughs> so Christmas markets in Italy. Now, we, I want to get into the more Austrian and German Christmas markets, and that will be the next kind of – I feel like we've done the good ones in Italy. We have, but we've also done – we've been to Innsbruck. We did that a couple years ago. We did. We've been to the Christmas market in Bruges. We yeah. spent a Christmas in Bruges because we went and did the that Christmas concert. Mm-hmm. Um, Brussels. We, Brussels. Lived in, we lived in Amsterdam for a winter and had Christmas there. That There was Christmas markets everywhere. Um, Bordeaux. That was like right after the... Oh God, that was right after the the horrible massacre at the, the market the year before. Some, in Bordeaux. No, it wasn't in Bordeaux. It was oh, somewhere was it? else. I thought no. it was where they ran into the people at the yeah. Christmas market. Anyway... I just remember there was police everywhere. Like, you'd have to go through these. Like, it had hardcore, like, airport security. It was like, this is is kind of taking me out of it It when when we have to get patted down. And that guy just felt my nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Joy Noel. (laughs) I know. We got, like, patted down to go to the Christmas market. Oh, something, though, I would love to do is the cruise. So there is a cruise down the Rhine. Well, a cruise is a – it's not not a cruise ship when I say cruise. It is a riverboat down the Rhine, and they stop at the different Christmas markets as you go down. It might be a, only a weekend or it might be a week. I'm not exactly sure. I don't sure. know either, but it, that would be really fun. But I feel like – it's going to be a lot of oldies. Yeah, we'd be the youngest ones uh, by 30 years. <laughs> that 30 years is getting closer and closer to 20 or It whatnot. is. But maybe one day, one day. But I sure enjoy it. It's fun. It's festive. So Christmas coming up, we're only uh, less than, I don't know, 12, 14 days till Christmas. We've got to do the Capaletti. We've got to do Capaletti still. Um, Gaggi and Rosanna. Uh, update on the Godster. He's doing well. Same old. You know, uh, same old, same old God. Curmudgeonly. Yeah. Uh, we got to, uh, we, we, uh, haven't seen, I haven't seen him in a couple of days because he went back to the coast. It just, the, the weather. weather got crappy and cold and they just went back to the coast, but we'll, I'm sure we'll see him in the next couple of days. But all in all, uh, once Christmas comes and goes, then it's the dog days of oh, winter, January and February are kind of the blech months here the only two ones because once once the end of february early march comes it's back to the garden and the earth starts waking up but once the once christmas and new year's are kind of past it's kind of well what it is perfect for is the time to plan your 2023 holiday to italy (laughs) during those dog days of winter where you're exhausted and cold and you're thinking i just need to get away um we are currently taking reservations for the full farmhouse bookings whether it's a small group of 
four or six to a bigger group of 14 or so. Um, we'll take care of all the details. Shoot me a message. June is basically fully booked. July, I would say almost, and starting for August and into the fall. So if you want to bring a small group out and have me kind of um, put a custom package together for you guys based on whatever you are most interested in doing, maybe it's just doing some wine tastings, maybe it's just hanging out at the house and having everyone cook for you, maybe it's getting your hands dirty and doing a bit of it yourself, but let me know and we'll get planning for next year and then soon in a couple weeks right around well I guess that's not that far away uh right around the new year we'll announce the regular cooking workshops for 2023 as well um tends to be mostly in the fall our two and three night um kind of getaways of a taste of Italy with our market tour dinner cooking class and um mushroom hunt all right very good well this was a low energy podcast i have to say i would give us a i think we started strong with the batteries kept dying and then the energy was harder to come back i was to. gonna say i was As gonna give snow us is falling i would say i was giving us a c plus on this one yikes don't delete let's just put it up and at least we got one up and don't worry no one's listening no either. one's gonna listen <laughs> but maybe we'll do another one <laughs> don't say that because we don't don't say that if we do another one we do it anyway thank you so much for listening to us babble into two microphones in the middle of nowhere uh it still shocks me that that people actually listen to this and i don't know don't you have anything better to do with your time <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much for tuning in you know where to find us la tavola marque l-a-t-a-v-o-l-a-m-a-r-c-h-e dot com follow us on twitter you well actually i'm never even on twitter youtube Really not on there either, but Facebook, Instagram, you can not follow. Really on there. <laughs> you can follow Leroy the Great Dane on Instagram at Leroy oh, the Great Dane for his. Well, I didn't want to like flood our pages with his stuff. I, but I totally thought it would be agree. fun to put something I, out for just sure. when I wanted to put those. Absolutely, dumb stuff. I'm just not. I mean, we love our dog and we're into our dog, but not. Uh, Everyone needs to see, oh, look, Leori took another dump today. Exactly. So if you want to, there's a special place for there you There you go. There you go. You should start an OnlyFans page. Oh! <laughs> His wiener's out enough. Oh, my God. All right, enough. This got weird at the end. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Have a good one. Aguri. Sentira Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.